Welcome back, listeners, to another day in Karen's Corner. It is July the 3rd, 2020, and I hope everyone is preparing for a very good 4th of July. And remembering that today, or 4th of July, is the day of independence. Every man is a free man, every man is a blessed man, and every day that we have been granted one more day to be on this planet is a blessing. Today I thought I would talk to you about one of my most favorite animals in the entire world, and I probably would have to say it has become like number one on my list. Number two would be the lions, and they used to be number one, but elephants are definitely my most favorite animal, and I'm not really sure why. They don't do a whole lot of stuff, you know, but I find them very entertaining and actually very beautiful creatures um, that have so many human-like ways about them that I guess that's why they're my favorite. So um, just to give you a little background now, obviously I'm not a zoologist, veterinarian, uh, um, would have always thought about becoming one of the people that, you know, you see uh, out in the, when they go and tag these large animals um, to track them or to just, you know, take care of a wound that they may have um, or assist them if they're stuck somewhere or whatever. I mean, I've always dreamt about being like one of those nature preserve uh, type people, but that never happened. My life took a completely different direction. And who's to say that one day I may not actually go out and fulfill that dream that I have had since childhood. Um, But I'd like to bring your attention to the types of elephants. There's two types of elephants. There's an African elephant and an Asian elephant. And I would definitely say the African elephants are definitely the most favorite for me whenever I'm watching them. Um, Again, I'll go through some of the characteristics between these two that can help you see the difference as well in their features. So when we think about the African elephant, uh, obviously it's very striking. It's huge. And the Asian elephants are also big. But generally not as big as your African elephants. Another interesting fact that I read, um, I'm not sure if it was worldwide animals. I'm really not sure where I read this at, but uh, it talked about how the elephant's ears are shaped differently for Asian and African. And that is true. First of all, African elephants have massive ears. Okay. They truly truly need that um, ear coverage uh, for fanning mechanisms to, uh, you know, kind of regulate their body temperature. Um, And then Asian elephants' ears are a lot smaller in comparison than the African ear, uh, elephant ears. Another interesting fact about elephant ears in Africa is that if you ever look at it, It is shaped like the continent of Africa. And I was really shocked. So 
after I read that piece, I had to actually go back and look at it. And I'm like, my goodness, it is actually shaped like the continent of Africa. Not the case for Asia. Um, another fact about the Asian elephants is that the female elephants do not grow tusk. So anytime you see an Asian elephant without tusk, that is a female elephant. Only the male elephants will grow tusk. Asian elephants also have more, um, sometimes you can see this, more of a spotted type of um, uh, pigmentation to their skin on the face. Um, and elephants in Africa are generally all just gray. There was a baby elephant born um, several months ago. That was an albino African elephant with light blue eyes. I'm, when I watch it, I'm just like, wow. I mean, an albinism obviously can happen in any species. Um, it just, just happened to happen in the human species, right? So there are animals that we've seen that absolutely are, um, that carry that gene. And you've seen them in tigers. I've seen them in the lions. I don't know if I've actually seen them in polar bears because polar bears are white anyway. Um, but that's an interesting thing. And maybe that's something I'll look up to see if they're actually in polar bears. Um, and I don't think I've ever really seen it in any other brown bear or black bear either. So that's something to look at. But they are in alligators. Uh, rats, monkeys, uh, birds. Um, so, you know, pretty much all the other species, you can find a form or a gene of the albinism. But the baby elephant, um, obviously, I'm not going to, I'm probably going to screw up the name when I try to pronounce it, the, the African name, but it basically means sunshine. But it's Kanaisa? Kanaisa. It's K-H-A-N-Y-I-S-A. So anyway, she's adorable, absolutely adorable. And she's not your, you know, what you would say, oh, she's white, white. But you can tell when you see her amongst the other elephants that her skin is definitely um, like a lighter gray looking shade color. But she's absolutely adorable. Anyway, back to the difference between the two elephants. Another thing about Asian elephants that um, I notice is that they have a very, um, their bone, their head bone structure is a lot different. It's more defined, which makes it more pronounced and readily noticeable that this is an Asian elephant versus an African elephant. And again, I definitely would encourage you to go look at the two and compare them side by side. I I feel like everything has a characteristic that makes it its own. And their head, Asian elephant heads, uh, definitely make it its own. Um, but I, I think whenever we, when they used to have circuses, I think more of the elephants that they used were actually Asian elephants. And for some reason, I'm not sure, it's just my 
speculation is that they may be a little bit more docile than your um, African elephants, which are, you know, kind of, or, or easier to train maybe, uh, which is the reason why they, they use them. Um, but so that's the other interesting fact. So now when you talk about elephants, elephants live in herds, kind of like there's a cow, a herd of cows or a herd of buffaloes, right? They all kind of roam together. But the matriarch is the one who leads um, all the elephants, the babies and the cousins and the sisters and the aunts, and even the bull elephant, but only until that male elephant is at adolescent age. Once that male elephant is at an adolescent age, then he gets kicked out of the herd and has to actually go live on his own and I guess what they say, learn how to be a man <laughs> uh, because he does, he lives by himself. I mean, he may meet up with some other bachelors uh, while they're still growing, but once they become a fully grown bull elephant, they live a very solitary life and only return to the herd during mating season. So at any rate, the matriarch has gained so much knowledge over the years. And this is kind of where I'm going to start talking about how they resemble so much of our own human characteristics because, you know, they have that strong female leader, right, who can guide all the young, younger ones back to food in times of drought, water. She goes back to where her mother and grandmother um, traveled. Um, and it's a pattern that they, they don't forget. They always remember. And they're very protective. They're very protective of of the smaller ones. You can see them protecting and covering uh, the babies whenever predators are around. Like they make a barrier that is unbreakable. Uh, they will not let anything get to their babies. And most predators really, unless the an, a mother elephant and her infant are alone or are in a position where she is her most vulnerable at giving birth, they don't mess with elephants. So I never understood why elephants were not considered king of the terrain versus the lion, but maybe because they're herbivores and they only eat plants. Elephants do not eat any meat product. And we may wonder, well, why are they so big? Well, because they have big bones. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, but they only eat grass and, you know, branches and things like that. So fruits, they love fruits too. Um, but so another thing, fascinating fact is that when elephants come across like an elephant bone, they literally take in all of that with their, their smell, with their trunk. And they're smelling that and they're remembering Maybe was this a relative? Was this, you know, uh, a friend, you know, or what have you? Uh, but they remember that. And then when 
um, you see sometimes a mother elephant and a struggling infant because maybe they have not found water in days or eaten in days and the baby elephant you know is unable to obtain milk from its mother because she hasn't been eating it just doesn't have the energy or the strength to get up and continue that long treacherous trek across the desert i mean I can only imagine the temperatures in Africa rising well above 110, probably 120 degrees during the day in very little places on the desert to go and find any types of shade. Um, so, you know, you will see sometimes that these baby infants um, or the infants, uh, elephant infants, will not make it in they just collapse and the mother is trying very gently to nudge them, to wake them, to get them back up on their feet, to not stay down long. And the little guy or girl is trying their best to get up, but they can't. They don't have the strength to do it. And again, mom gently just keeps nudging with her foot or her trunk, trying to lift the baby um, back to its feet. When the baby finally succumbs to uh, its death, she is, you can see she's devastated. It's like, and I literally feel like I have seen tears fall down their eyes. Um, and the other elephants will come around and it's like they are saying their goodbyes and trying to console the mother, but they also know that they have to keep moving. They cannot stop. And, you know, they try to encourage her to come, but she is still standing over her, her, her child. And eventually, eventually, you know, she knows it's, it's an instinct within her. She knows that she too has to move on. She has to go. But I'm telling you, man, that was like one of the saddest things that I've ever seen. Um, so let's get back on a positive note. Um, did you know, well, I'm going to ask, try and guess how many muscles an elephant has in its trunk and guess how many muscles we have in the human body. You have any thoughts about that? So an elephant has 40,000 muscles in his trunk or her trunk alone. That is just the trunk. That is not the entire body. I don't even know how many muscles are entire in its entire body, but just in its trunk alone is 40,000 muscles. Yes. Now, humans have 600 muscles in their entire body. Compare that to apples to oranges. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was interesting. Also, another interesting fact is that Elephants stay pregnant for 22 months. 22 months is almost two years, people, whereas humans only stay pregnant for nine months. Well, you can go maybe nine months in a couple of days or nine months in a week, but generally I've never heard of anybody being pregnant for 10 months. Okay, but elephants 
carry their babies for 22 months. And when a baby is born, a baby usually weighs, I believe it's between 150 and 200 pounds. Can you imagine? And a full-grown elephant is probably like 9,000 pounds. Wow. Amazing, huh? Absolutely amazing. But I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I can think of? Oh, they're tusks. So just so you know, elephants actually do have teeth inside of their mouth. Okay. I am going to do my very best to describe what I saw um, when I looked at one. And I saw this on, it was a YouTube channel. I can't think of the name, but I know the elephant's name is Jumbo. And there and his owners uh, take care, take very good care of him and the other elephant, which I can't think of her name, uh, on this elevate elephant elephant, excuse me, preservation. Uh, but so they were able to actually get a camera in his mouth, not in his mouth. <laughs> oh rephrase that but they were feeding him apples and they were able to show like inside of his mouth and I have never seen inside of an elephant's mouth until that time so their teeth and I'm going to do my very best to describe what I saw if you can imagine an old corn cob with all the kernels removed from it and you know how there are pockets in that cob that um, are dried out okay Picture that, not the cob, but just the pockets of dried areas along the jawline inside the mouth and up on the top of the jawline inside the mouth. Uh, obviously, you know, elephants don't brush their teeth. Most animals don't. So there's a lot of uh, tartar. So it was very uh, yellow and brown looking. And honestly, Inside those pockets, it looked hollow to me. I don't know if there was something filled in um, or if it was actually hollow, but that's what it looked like. It was very neat, and I would encourage you to just Google or YouTube Jumbo, um, and maybe, I think it was the one with him getting his, his, his tusk. Yes, it was, if you find the one with him getting his tusk cleaned, because they were taking care of that. which I just love people that take care of animals like that. I mean, my goodness. And then the animals know that they're being taken care of. So they're so gentle and they're so kind. And it's like they know that the humans are trying to help them. Which, again, I think that's one of the reasons why I always wanted to be one of those big game people, that rescuers that just go out and help the the big game animals, not the little animals, not that I have anything against little animals. I just like big animals. So yeah. But anyway, that is pretty much all I have for you today. Uh, tomorrow is the 4th of July and you know on the weekends I, I don't do a podcast, but I really do hope that everyone has a safe, happy 4th of July that you're staying safe, you're thinking about your life, you're thinking about what's going on, not forgetting what is happening in the world. We have got to get prepared because a lot of things are coming. A lot of things are coming and a lot of people are not going to be ready 
for what is happening. And I don't mean just man-made catastrophes. I mean biblical prophecies that are unfolding right before our very eyes. And unless you read the word, and unless you know the word, you are going to miss out on what is being revealed. And that is a very scary thing. So, you know, I'm not a preacher. Um, I'm not a theologian. I, I'm only one person who just knows that times are quickly approaching. Um, and I don't know, and anybody that tells you they know when the end of the world is going to happen, don't listen, shut it off, cut it off, because they're a false prophet. Um, but I will tell you that if you don't know God, you really need to become familiar with him and uh, really consider and think about giving your life to him uh, to be prepared for what we are getting ready to face. And there are no bullets and there are no places that you will be able to hide when this time happens. There's no protection other than the Holy Spirit. So on that note, it's a positive note. Don't take it as a bad note. Get in the word of God, study, pray, meditate, be kind to one another. And I will be back with you on Monday to have a Bible study. All right, take care and God bless.